0: So I think we're all just going to have to accept that there's a chance Zach Eadie destroys your team when you play him. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Nate Dickinson here. Thanks for tuning in to Locked On Big Ten. Coming up on today's show, pretty simple format. Big weekend in Big Ten basketball means that we've got a lot to go over. And we're going to start off with the big day from Zach Eadie Sunday. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But our show today is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Nate Dickinson, and you're listening into Locked On Big Ten. Be sure to follow the show wherever it is you get your podcasts on YouTube and on Twitter. The handle is at Locked On Big Ten. One zero when you're typing it out at the end of there, not T E N. All right, let's dive right in. Zach Eady yesterday, incredible. 38 points for the Purdue Boilermakers in the win, and absolutely. Destroying with 13 rebounds as well. A 77 to 61 final against Tom Izzo's Michigan State Spartans. This game was a blowout. Uh, Purdue led about 15 for most of the second half. There was a point where Michigan State brought it back in within single digits. But really, for most of the time that this game was being played, they're was not any sort of shot that Michigan State was going to win it. And it was, of course, because of what Zach Eady did and what they did for the second straight time against these Spartans. His two best games have both been against Michigan State over the last few weeks 38 and 13 here on Sunday, 32 and 17 last time that he played Michigan State. Uh, in the little ESPN recap that they write alongside all their little scores and stats and stuff, they said overwhelming. And I think that's about spot on. Zach e was overwhelming in this game. Iso said it after. He just, at some point, you don't blame it on the players. You have to blame the coaching. He couldn't stop him. And I don't know if I even blame the coaching for that. Nobody can stop him right now. He is a guy who, I, you can't say enough about the growth that he's had as a player. From going from someone who was just a big guy to being a national player of the year. I mean, he's super talented now. And he's going to just have these nights where he's going to put up 30 plus. And there's not that many college basketball players you can say that about. Even fewer of them. And honestly, Edie's one of one when it comes to the size and the skill combination that he has. It's getting to a point where it's becoming kind of remarkable. And you have to start thinking about him as a pro player, too, or at least what he can bring to that that level, even though he is like the opposite of what the current NBA game is trending toward when it looks for college recruits. He's incredible. He is going to be able to lead this Purdue team to wins that it quite frankly maybe shouldn't have, but Purdue should have had this one because it is an elite team. Michigan State didn't shoot the ball poorly. Uh, In this game, it ended up shooting 50% from three, 48% from the field, but the other stats, Purdue just dominated it. 11 more rebounds for the Boilermakers. The Purdue team turned the ball over five less times, also committed five less personal fouls. It allowed Purdue to take 10 more shots from the field, which allowed them to easily blow out when you also add in the fact that Purdue's just better, this Spartans team. It's a team that has that kind of ability, an ability to take you on a night where you're shooting well and just realize that even if you are shooting well, You have to do everything else good, too, because Purdue is a team that's going to be able to beat you in whatever way you let it. If you're not rebounding the ball well like Michigan State didn't, Purdue's going to take advantage. If you're committing five more turnovers and five more personal fouls the way that Michigan State did, Purdue's going to take advantage. And that's the way that a team that shot pretty well in this game had no shot, no shot to win it at any point. That's the most impressive part of It's not the fact that the final score was 77 to 61, but the fact that while Michigan State was still having a pretty decent shooting game, it had absolutely at no point any real expectations in the second half that it was going to win it. That's what's kind of scary about this Purdue team is that it's going to be consistently good and consistently able to pressure you and beat you when you make the mistakes. It has all the signs of a pure elite college basketball team and a real contender, which I'm not making news on. This team's been number one for a little while now, but it's doing the things in games like this that make you say, oh, this team is one that's not going to just get beat at any point this season. You're going to have to beat it yourself. They will not beat themselves. Purdue has everything right now, we'll say at least everything it needs to win the national title. And it had itself a game here where it's pretty unique for a team that shoots that well from the field of Michigan State to never, at no point, go on any sort of run that pulls them within like five points. Purdue kept them right where they wanted them the whole game and said, you know what, if you're going to shoot fine, we're going to beat you in every other game, aspect of the game of basketball. The other game I wanted to talk off here off the bat on the show was Indiana. Indiana. Is that team ready to take over as the second best team in the conference? Well, Rutgers lost. We're going to get to that later. But Indiana, for the fifth straight time, picked up a win in the conference and an impressive win at that. The finals, er, I actually don't have the final score in front of me, but it was a 15-point win. Jalen Huchofino with 24 points, Trace Jackson Davis 18, and 10 rebounds with six assists and two blocks too. He's continuing to be a stat sheet stuffer as of late doing more than just scoring the basketball and rebounding like he normally does. He's been all over the field, all over the court, and he's been the All-American that he was at the start of this season. It's taken a little bit of time for him and Indiana to really get into sync, but it seems like it's here to stay now which is really, really exciting because I was really, really ready for this Indiana team to be good. And once Purdue got good, I was really, really ready for Indiana-Purdue to become a game that's really, really important to get. It's getting there. Indiana's climbing its way back, and I'm interested to see. We don't have another full sixty-eight team bracket from Joe Lenardi in the last couple of days. But with what Indiana's been doing, they're going to play their way up into a top four seed, if not higher. And I'm really excited about what's happening in Bloomington right now, because that team is looking good. And the people that you want to see stepping up are stepping up. Uh, Jalen Huchfino, 24 points, as I said in this one, had himself six threes. Malik Renault got himself eight rebounds, 15 points too. I list the rebounds first because the rebounds may be most important. Trey Jackson Davis cannot be the only guy that's getting a lot of rebounds on this team if there's no big rebounding presence out there on its own. It's Malik Renault rebounding really important for him to get in there and get. Uh, Five in a row, back up for a tie for third in the Big Ten. I'm really excited for what happens when Indiana plays Rutgers, actually. Rutgers won by 15 back in December when those two teams played early in the season. Indiana's a different team now. That game's going to be on February 7th, and it's going to be a lot of fun. That's a look at the first couple of games here from the weekend that I wanted to take a quick glance at. After the break, we're going to get into everything that's going on elsewhere. We had Iowa beating Rutgers by double digits at home. Penn State blows out Michigan. Maryland blows out Nebraska. The People who took care of business and did not over the weekend coming up here on Locked On at Big Ten. The NFL playoffs are here, and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner at Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers also get a nice advantage here with our Locked On partnership. If you bet $5, you can get $150 in free bets guaranteed just for getting into the system at FanDuel. You sign up at FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get the bonus. FanDuel.com slash Locked On. FanDuel has all the favorite bets that you could want. money lines. Point spreads, props. If you're a sports better, you know what I'm talking about. You bet on all the latest Big Ten games. And if you, of course, hear a line on the show, it's coming from FanDuel. FanDuel, again, the number one sports book in America. So you know that you're getting some serious people who are going to get the job done right if you're getting your sports betting in. And if you've been a sports better for a while, you know that's not always An easy thing to find too. So head on over to locked or sorry, fanduel.com slash locked on to get the bonus. A $5 bet gets you $150 in free bets over at fanduel. Again, fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with fanduel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Also, once you're done here over at our show today, locked on is heading to the senior bowl. Get inside analysis from the hosts that covered the NFL's next generation in college and find out which NFL draft boards those players will be climbing all in one location. You can do it by subscribing to Locked On NFL Draft, Locked On NFL Draft for nightly live shows from the senior Bowl starting Tuesday and then Wednesday and Thursday too at 9 p.m. Eastern live shows from the senior Bowl. It was a whole lot of fun last time. We've got a bunch of our hosts out there in Alabama here this year too. And every night, Tuesday through Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern, you can tune in to see how everyone's looking over at the Senior Bowl, whether you're a college fan interested, an NFL fan looking for the draft, and anything in between. It's Locked On NFL Draft, one of the cooler things that we do here at Locked On with all the access they give us over at the Senior Bowl. Let's continue to talk more here on Big Ten Basketball from the weekend. But first, the latest update we have from Joe Lenardi, it's from Saturday night. So after the games from Saturday had been played, an update made at least not in the full 68 bracket, but in the top four seeds and then on the bubble, which has plenty of Big Ten representation. So just a quick update. The Big Ten has Purdue at the top seed. Indiana and Rutgers are listed at five seeds. Those are the only Three teams in the top five in seeding now. On the bubble, more importantly, Maryland is up to the next four in. Wisconsin is now the second team out. Penn State, the third team out. And Ohio State, the sixth team out. Again, Wisconsin drops to second team out. Ohio State, the sixth team out after they both lose on Saturday night. Also, Penn State with third team out means that Big Ten's down to just eight teams in Joe Lenardi's latest projections. The ACC has eight teams in it currently right now as it's catching up. I think things are starting to separate naturally. I think trying to get 11, 12 teams in the big 10 was all in the championship was always going to get, uh, I think, derailed at some point. But I think at the moment you're looking at a point where eight teams currently, in it's probably the minimum that the big 10 can think about nine or 10 is probably more realistic. But I think we are going to see some separation within the, what are now four teams that are really firmly on the bubble. And Maybe one of those other teams that's a little bit safer takes a couple losses and falls back down near that bubble area too. But that's the latest update from Bracketology. So with that, let's go into what we saw elsewhere in the Big Ten over the weekend. Iowa knocks off Rutgers in a game between a couple of teams that are safely in the tournament, at least for now. The offense crazy in this game. Iowa drops in 93 points, top offense in the Big Ten in the Hawkeyes. It has been for a while. First team to score 80 on Rutgers all season, which was an impressive stat just from the Rutgers side that I didn't know. But also, Iowa just insanely good. Iowa had a bigger rotation this game. We talked before about how the Hawkeyes can't really afford to have a six-man rotation like they did in their last loss. This time, they get themselves eight players with double-digit minutes. And you get back Patrick McCaffrey to our and get him on to the floor again. Connor McCaffrey, I believe. Yeah, he was a uh, three for three and three from three and 13 minutes. And now I'm doubting myself on the McCaffrey names too. Shoot. All right. Well, I'll make sure I'm getting that one right. Of course, people who know, of course, are yelling me. I know for right now, and I shouldn't know which one it is. I do know which one it is. It's just getting away from me in my head, but we'll get that in a second. Anyway, Penn State or Iowa, just bigger rotation was good. Again, that team cannot do it with only six guys, but at the same time, it, Was, as I mentioned before, six really good players. So if they get a couple more guys going like they did here in this game, that's what you're going to get. An Iowa team that's able to really drop a bomb with 45 and 48 in the two halves against Rutgers. A really, really good effort for both of them. Patrick McCaffrey. Okay. Patrick McCaffrey, the one who came back from injury and went three for three from three for nine points in 13 minutes. He looked good. Iowa just all around looked outstanding and this team against Rutgers really showed up. So a helper for Iowa, Rutgers takes a hit with the loss. I still think if these two teams play on a neutral court, I'm leaning Rutgers. I think Iowa had a really good game. I think Iowa could beat Rutgers on a neutral court again, no doubt about it, but it's just, if I'm picking a team, I'm still a little bit more confident in what Rutgers is able to do game in and game out, as opposed to what I've seen from Iowa as of late, but a really, really good game from Iowa. And hopefully, getting McCaffrey back and having the two McCaffreys here now can help them get some more stability in that rotation because they were really short-staffed for a little bit there. Penn State blew out Michigan. Uh, This game, the only real thing that I'm taking away from it is I'm out on the Wolverines. Uh, I tried to be hopeful, and I wanted to have the pipe dream of being on Selection Sunday, thinking that there were 12 teams involved in the tournament selection, not 12 teams that would make it, but at least 12 teams we were talking about. Michigan's just not going to be one of those teams, it looks like. Jet Howard came back and was good, and Michigan still had no shot throughout pretty much all of this one. Uh, Penn State's an experienced team. We've talked about this a lot already. They're like a litmus test in the Big Ten for everyone else, the way that I look at the Nittany Lions. They're experienced and not going to just beat themselves badly in any area of the game. And if you're playing poorly in any area of the game, they're a team that's good enough to be able to expose it, and they're going to beat you if you don't play well. And Michigan did not play well in this one. You cannot have those kind of games at this point if you're Michigan. Hunter Dickinson had six points in 23 minutes. That's a guy who just can't take nights off. Not when you've got Zach Eadie doing what he's doing and Trace Jackson Davis heating up for Indiana. Hunter Dickinson's supposed to be that tier. And that tier does not just come out and only put up six points in a game. Penn State put pressure on him, put the focus defensively on him. But there's a point where it's like, okay, you got to be the superstar, man. Like, we know it's there. Just get out there and, I I don't know, be more aggressive. I I don't know what ends up having to happen, but I'm just, you have to, if you're Juwan Howard, see that. See six points from Hunter Dickinson and be like, oh, okay, wake-up call. Something needs to change. That's not a guy that only scores six points in any game, no matter if they're double teaming him the entire way. So just a lot to look at and try to figure out for Michigan. I have no idea what it is that is so wrong with them right now and makes them so in, unable to get themselves back into the tournament conversation. But they're falling apart at the moment. And I'm not confident in just about anything if I'm a Wolverines fan. Uh, only other result I wanted to talk about, Maryland blew out Nebraska. It was just a really good offensive performance and team performance by the Terrapins. five different players in double digits in scoring. Uh, Maryland just took care of business. as Northwestern did something we talked off at the end of the week last week. Minnesota and, North, I'm sorry, Minnesota and Nebraska are the teams that you want to be able to beat when you're playing them in the big 10. I guess Michigan's getting onto that list too. but those are the two that are at the real real bottom. And again, Northwestern and Maryland get the job done as a couple of bubble teams who needed wins. and They get them. We'll finish up here in just a minute with Big Ten news. Let's get to it first, though. The schedule from around the Big Ten. Uh, already talked about all these games, but again, just a recap from Sunday in Big Ten basketball. Michigan State falls to Purdue 77-61. The home team wins all three Big Ten games. Penn State over Michigan 83-61 and Iowa over Rutgers 93-82. Also, back on Friday, we mentioned the number one versus number two matchup on the mats. Number one, Penn State Wrestling. Defeated number two, Iowa. Final score, 23-12. to 12. Good match between those two, but Penn State gets the better of them. Only matchups on the Big Ten calendar for today. No basketball on the men's side. One women's game, Penn State versus Maryland. That's at 6 p.m. Eastern. And then in women's gymnastics, Rutgers against Penn State. That's at 8 p.m. Eastern. Both those matchups you can find on Big Ten Network if you're able to get it. We do have recruiting news. Recruits coming from around the country to the Big Ten. One transfer to tell you about, too. From within the Big Ten, Austin Kusher has transferred from Ohio State to Iowa, a wide receiver in the 2018 class has played in just three games in his Ohio State career. He'll hopefully try to find some more time with Kirk Ferentz in Iowa. It's hard to play a wide receiver at Ohio State, so... I'd say don't just write him off just yet. We'll see what ends up happening once he gets into that system and shows what he can do. Uh, In other recruiting news, we do have other big names committing to Big Ten schools. Uh, One to mention from last week, Michigan added a 2024 four-star defensive lineman Ted Hammond out of Cincinnati. Big get for the Wolverines. Also, over the weekend, three-star 2023 wide receivers Derek Rogers and Armad Branch both committed to Purdue. And also three-star defensive lineman Sua Lafotu committed to Nebraska out of California. He had a bunch of Pac-12 offers, uh, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Washington. Also had Big Ten offers, Indiana and Michigan State, but Nebraska beats them all out. And finally, four-star 2024 wide receiver Grant Steck has committed to Wisconsin. Wide receiver slash tight end, but he's six six two twenty. 220. Big guy with a bunch of other offers from pretty much all around the Big Ten, Illinois, Iowa, Michigan State, Minnesota, Penn State, Purdue, Rutgers, and also other offers like a Tennessee, a team that Wisconsin's able to beat out for that tight end out of Illinois. That's a look at recruiting and the schedule from around the Big Ten. That's a wrap on Locked On Big Ten for the day. I'm Nate Dickinson. A reminder that once you're done here with our program, for your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Espers Isaac Shade and Andy Patton take you throughout the college basketball landscape to get you everything that you need to know with big time experts, analysis, coaches, and players from the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts too. Also, be sure, of course, to subscribe into this show, Locked On Big Ten, available every weekday on YouTube and on wherever you get your podcasts. Also on Twitter, at Locked On Big Ten for all of them. One zero at the end when you're typing it out, not T-E-N. I'm Nate Dickinson with Locked On. We'll be back next time. Here with more.